Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. Are you in awe of God or in fear of God? What's the difference? Well, John Bevere has joined us to help us clarify the age-old dilemma. Now, looking forward to the conversation this hour with John Bevere. He's an international best-selling author. He's written a ton of books. He and his wife, Lisa, have co-founded Messenger International. And uh, John has written a new book entitled The Awe of God. John, welcome. It's good to have you with us this morning. Steve, it's great to be with you. Missing Don, but it's going to be you and I will have a blast. Well, I am looking forward to uh, this conversation. And um, before we kind of dive into the awe of God, and I think we're kind of related to topic here. Uh, have you been paying attention to what's been going on in Asbury? And even you know, as people have been leaving the campus and, and kind of going into other parts of the country, talking about the Spirit of God moving in, uh, in Kentucky? Yes, I am. I, I actually, it's reduced me to tears a couple times. Yeah, uh, it's happening in 15 other locations in the United States. Uh, I was just at Highlands Bible School down in Birmingham last Thursday, preached on the awe of God. 95% of the students responded, and they said, John, you need to get on the road to get back to Franklin, Tennessee, because there's tornado warnings. Well, those students stayed in there for an hour and a half, worshiping, repenting, praying until they finally had to say, you have to leave. Then I got a text from Pastor Chris Hodges on Saturday saying there were still students locked up in their rooms crying out to God. So I think something may break out there this week. I mean, it's just wonderful. This is what we've been praying for for years, Steve. Yep. And, uh, you know, so many of us have prayed for revival. Now that it's here, you know, so many people are saying, I have all these questions about it. Is this okay? What about this? What about that? Hey, I'm just thrilled that people are seeking the face of God. And when that happens, we are blown away by who he is. And as we think about the awe of God, John, help us think through or define what awe actually is. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, well, to awe means to stand in complete wonder, amazement, in reverence, in uh, in a healthy fear. Uh, you know, so many people, we, we've stayed away from it because we have tried to completely eradicate fear from our lives. However, there are good fears and there's bad fears. And good fears produce wisdom. In other words, the fear of being attacked by a grizzly bear will keep you from messing with her cubs right in front right. of her. Okay, so that's not a bad fear, and that's actually good wisdom that will keep you from getting too close to a 2,000-foot cliff drop. But then most fears that people, they lump them all into one category, they're they're the bad fears. They're the fears that paralyze us, that control us. But the fear of the Lord, the age, the age old uh, teaching of the church, our early church fathers, way back to the anti-Neocene fathers, all the way to the Tozers and to the Oswald Chambers, have said that the fear, the healthy fear of God is the fear that eliminates all other fears from our life, including the most dangerous one, the fear of man. So if you look at the fear of the Lord or the awe of God, it has absolutely nothing to do with being scared of God. If you remember when Moses brought the Israel out of Egypt, it's amazing to me, Steve, Moses is raised in the most beautiful home in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, his grandfather, Pharaoh, is the richest man on planet. He can throw a party, a national party, anytime he wants, right? He comes out of he comes out of Egypt. And he never once says, I want to go back. 
He brings Israel out of Egypt. They're abused by Egypt, have stripes on their back. They've worked all their lives to build somebody else's inheritance. Their children are put to death. They are constantly saying, we want to go back to Egypt. It was better for us for Egypt. Now, what was the difference? Moses had one encounter with God at the bush at Mount Sinai. And when he left Egypt, I ask people all the time, I say, hey, where was Moses bringing Israel when they came out of Egypt? And they always say the promised land. I was like, no, he said to Pharaoh five times, thus saith the Lord, let my people go that they might worship me in the wilderness. So here, Moses brings him to the mountain to meet with the one that changed his life. Yeah. And God tells Moses in Exodus 19, hey, you tell everybody down there, all three million of those people, I brought them out of Egypt to bring them to myself. So the whole reason I delivered from the world was bring them to me. When God comes down the mountain, though, they all scream and run away. Yep. So Moses makes this statement in Exodus 20, 20, that is profound. And this is what he said. He said to the people when they all ran away from God, he said, do not fear. He said, because God's come to set, test you to see if his fear is in you so that you may not sin. Now, wait a minute, Moses, do not fear because God's come to see if his fear is in you. What's he doing? He's not speaking out of two sides of his mouth. He's differentiating between being scared of God and the fear of the Lord. There is a difference. The person who is scared of God is something to hide. The person, remember, Adam sins and right. he hides from the presence of the Lord. The person who fears God is nothing to hide. That person is terrified of being away from God. So your first definition of the fear of the Lord is to be uh, is to be terrified of being away from God. Now, this is where it really gets interesting. The fear of the Lord, the Bible tells us, is the starting place of an intimate relationship with God. Yep. So you go, wait a minute, wait a minute, how can you be scared of somebody you're intimate with? So you can see right there, it has nothing to do with being afraid of God. Yeah, well, I think that is a great place to uh, hit the pause on the conversation. We're going to come back and talk about that coming up in just a few moments, talking with John Bevere. He is author of The Awe of God, How the Astounding Way, A Healthy Fear of God Transforms Your Life. Also, uh, think about the book of Proverbs, the fear of the Lord, the beginning of wisdom. We're going to get into all that, so stay with us. Well, it is John Bevere that we're talking to, international best-selling author, co-founder, along with he and his wife, Lisa, of Messenger International. He's written the book, The Awe of God. And as we talk about that, if you want to do a deeper dive and get a copy of the book, well, you can simply go to our Facebook page. You're going to find the link right there. But, John, you were talking about the fear of the Lord just a few moments ago and how it's actually through a proper fear of the Lord that an intimate relationship with him is really cultivated. I'd love for you to un unpack that a little bit more for us. I would love to, because to me, that's the greatest benefit. There's over 40 promises, distinct promises in Scripture that I've found in my years of study that comes with the holy fear of God. But to me, my favorite is not it's the beginning of wisdom. It's not the protection it yields. It is the fact that it is the key, the starting place to an intimate relationship with God. If you look at Psalm 25, verse 14, it says, friendship with the Lord is reserved for those who fear him. Mm -hmm. Now, to fear God means we tremble at his presence, we tremble at his word. That sounds scary, but it's actually very inviting. A person who trembles at his word is someone who says, I put his desires above mine. What is important to him is important to me. What's not so important to him is not so important to me. That's why the fear of the Lord is to love what he loves and to hate what he hates. 
Now, religion would say, oh, I hate those sinners over there. I, I fear God. Oh, no, you don't fear God at all because you hate what he loves. God absolutely loves those sinners. He hates the sin that undoes people. That's what he hates. So the true fear of God, we take his heart on and we become his friend. If you look at Abraham, he was called the friend of God. Why is that? Because when God asked him to sacrifice Isaac, he didn't give him a reason, but he obeyed instantly. I just read it this morning. That's actually where I'm at right now in my Bible reading. He got up early the next morning, went there, did what God asked him. God waited until he got all the way with the knife. And then he said, stop. Now I know you fear me. Now, if you look at Abraham and you look at Lot, they are both righteous men. The Bible calls Lot, Abraham's nephew, a righteous man. God comes to Abraham and says, what should we do? Should we do what we're going to do with Sodom and Gomorrah without first discussing this with our friend Abraham? Abraham is able to talk God down to 10 righteous people. There's not 10 righteous. There's only one. His name is Lot. Now, what's interesting is Abraham knows what God's going to do with Sodom and Gomorrah before he does it and helps God decide how he's going to do it. Lot, who's the righteous man, is as clueless as Sodom. He's 24 hours away from judgment and is clueless. It takes two angels of mercy because Abraham prayed to get him out. So here's two righteous men. One man knows what God's going to do before he does it. The other one is as clueless as the world. They're both righteous. But there is a circle that God brings people into that says, you fear me, therefore, I can now bring you in as my friend. If you look at Ananias and Sapphira, they had no fear of God. So they ended up doing silly, stupid things. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom yeah. that really cost them their life. So if you look at Moses, he's another friend of God. The Bible says God showed him his ways. But Israel only knew God's acts. What does that mean? Moses knew what God was going to do before he did it many times. Israel only knew God by how he answered their prayers. So there are believers and they're frustrated. Why? Oh, because, you know, it seems like I'm not having this intimate fellowship with the Lord that other people seem to have. Check on your awe level. If your awe level increases, your intimacy increases. And it's not that God says, hey, I don't want anything to do with you. He's saying, I'm trying to protect you. Look what happened with Ananias and Sapphira. They took me from granted. They, they lacked the holy fear of God. They were thought they could hide things from me because the greater our awe of God goes up, the more we see his glory and realize just how great he is. Conversely, the less we fear him or stand in awe of him, we reduce him down to our level. We think we can hide things from him. And that's exactly what happened in Ananias and Sapphira. So God says, I actually want to protect you because I love you so much. The only way I can bring you in close because I don't want to put you in danger because I am a holy God. Right. Okay. I, that, that, that's how he's revealed first in the Bible. I mean, Isaiah is his friend and he sees the Lord and he cries out, Holy, he's, the angels are crying out, holy, holy, holy. And he cries out, woe is me because I finally realized who this amazing being is who created me. And so even the New York Times last month released an article that says the holy, or excuse me, when we stand in awe of something, they said anything, it releases oxytonin into our bodies. Okay, the love, the love endorphin. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting that God says, I'm gonna release oxytonin when you stand in awe of me. So it is a place where we actually find great joy, great pleasure, and great, great happiness 
in the awe of God. John Bevere with us talking about the awe of God. That is the title of his newest book, and we want to connect you with that. You can find that link at our Facebook page, Don and Steve in the Morning. The conversation with John continues, so stay with us here on Moody Radio. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning. On YouTube today, Michelle Medlock-Adams talks about her new book, Flying High. This interview with John Bevere will be up there soon. Click the bell to subscribe at youtube.com forward slash the at symbol Dawn and Steve to be reminded each time a new video drops. Well, John Bevere is with us. He is an international bestselling author, co-founder of Messenger International, and has written the book, The Awe of God. And as we talk about uh, the awe of God, that healthy fear of God, uh, John, you, you said that when we understand that when we see God for who he is, that actually invites us into relationship with him. It it seems almost kind of head scratching that, you know, as we learn to recognize God for who he is, have that healthy fear of him, we actually experience more of his love. Yes. And it's really counterintuitive, isn't it? You would think it's completely the opposite. The more I fear God, the less I'm going to know him. But actually, God makes it so clear in the scripture that that is the invitation to a deep, intimate relationship with him. If you look at Isaiah 11, verse 3, it says that the spirit of the Lord would rest upon Jesus, the spirit of wisdom, counsel, might, understanding, and uh, uh, one other uh, knowledge. And then it says, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And then verse three says, Jesus's delight was in the fear of the Lord. Now think about it. It was his delight. If you look at Isaiah uh, 33, verse six, it says that the fear of the Lord creates stability in our life. And it's the key that opens up God's treasure house of wisdom, salvation, and knowledge. And it the fear of the Lord is his treasure. So so think about it. God's treasure is the fear of the Lord. And I believe that the fear of the Lord is what keeps us close and keeps us from departing. I remember when I was in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia in 1999, a presence, it was the largest Bible school in the nation. Pastors and believers came from all over Malaysia to these meetings. The very last meeting, a presence came in, Steve, that was almost terrifying but yet I was drawn to it. Now that seems really weird, but until you experience it, you it's hard to understand with your mind. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was in that atmosphere and I thought to myself, you, you don't make one wrong move, don't say one wrong word. I knew irreverence wouldn't be tolerated. The authority was mind blowing, yet the love was so strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just mind blowing, right? And I remember... When the service was over, finally, when that presence lifted, the leader over there very wisely said, you know, normally we end with a song. Basically, we're not doing that. You just stay here as long as you want. And people stayed for a long time. And I remember I finally started leaving. And there was a couple from India. And they really got hit by that presence. So strong, that presence. And we just looked at each other. We were speechless. And she said to me, I feel so clean inside. And I said, okay, you just articulated what what I sense. Because I've experienced that presence like six times in my life, right? I went, that's it. That's it. And I remember I went back to the hotel in Kuala Lumpur. And the next day, I'm playing basketball. I'm getting ready to play basketball with the Bible school students in in Malaysia, right? 
I'm putting on my gym shorts and I hear whispered in my heart, the Holy Spirit said, read Psalm 19. Now, Steve, I had no idea what was in Psalm 19. So I go over to Psalm 19. I read verse one, two, three, four, five. I get to verse nine and it says this, the fear of the Lord is clean. Hmm. And I went, oh my gosh, there it is. And then it said, enduring forever. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and he said, son, Lucifer led worship right before my throne. He beheld my glory. He was anointed to worship me. He didn't fear me. He didn't endure forever. Mm. A third of the angels surrounded my throne. They beheld my glory. They didn't fear me. They didn't endure forever. Adam and Eve walked in the presence of my glory in the Garden of Eden. They didn't fear me. They didn't endure in the Garden forever. Then I started thinking of all the pastors. That, that really started in ministry, passionate, excited, couldn't wait to minister to God's people, but they're not in ministry any longer. Barna has done a study that said over 40 million Americans have walked away from the faith in the last 23 years. Why? It's our lack. We're not speaking on the holy fear of God because the holy fear of God is what causes us to endure. It keeps us from falling away. If you look at, at the love of God, the love of God is the force that God has given us that really protects us from legalism. Mm -hmm. If you look at the other side of the road, the narrow road of life, there's another ditch, and that ditch is called lawlessness. That's an excessive fleshly worldly lifestyle. The fear of the Lord is what protects us from that because Proverbs 16 verse 6 says, by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. And I remember when an internationally known evangelist was in prison and he said, John, I loved Jesus the whole time, but I didn't fear God. And there's many Americans like me. They love Jesus, but they don't fear God. Wow. Powerful. And I think many of us, if we take this seriously, we're going to find ourselves challenged this morning and hopefully with intentionality are going to want to spend some time in his presence today. So many people driving to Asbury, so many people praying for revival, so many people doing this. You know, are, are you doing that right now, today, where you are? Spending time with the Lord, <laughs> looking to him and who he really is? John Bevere has written a book helping us do that, The Awe of God. We want to connect you with John and with this book. And so you're going to find the link at our Facebook page, Don and Steve in the morning. You're listening to Don and Steve in the Morning on Moody Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Dawn and Steve in the Morning on Moody Radio. Remember to follow us on Instagram. Well, I hope you'll do that and hope you'll connect with us on Facebook as well because that's where you're going to find the link to John Bevere's new book, Just Out, The Awe of God, and uh, encourage you to get a copy of this and do a deep dive into it because when we see God for who he is, John, as you said, when we, when we fear him, as, as Scripture calls us to, we're going to experience more of his love, and we're going to have that deeper and more intimate relationship with him. But sometimes that can feel a little bit scary, John, because you, you talked earlier about Abraham, who is a friend of God, and God asked him to do something that many of us, I don't know that we'd do. We'd, we'd go up a mountain to sacrifice our son to him, or Moses had to go confront Pharaoh. Some of these examples you've given, sometimes if we're going to have that intimate relationship with God, it can feel a little unsafe. You know, the fear of the Lord can be broken down into two major categories, to tremble at his presence. So God asked Israel through the prophet Jeremiah, will you not tremble at my presence? In other words, will you not stand in awe of me? 
And the second manifestation of the holy fear of God is when we tremble at his word. Uh, Israel was, you know, serving God their own way. And God said, hey, the one I pay close attention to is the one who trembles at my word. So what does that mean to tremble at his word? It means we'll obey God instantly. David said in Psalm 119, I will hurry to obey your commands. It means we'll obey him even if it does, doesn't make sense. Does it make sense to love somebody who is my enemy? Does it make sense to bless someone who has cursed me? Okay, it means we'll obey God even if it hurts. If you look at Jesus, he was obedient even to the point of death. The martyrs were obedient even to the point of death. It means we'll obey God even if we don't see a benefit. You know, there's a lot of people, the only way you can get them to obey God is showing them the benefit. What if Esther would have been that way? She had no benefit to gain. She had everything to lose, including her head. And then finally, we'll obey God to completion. King Saul did 99.9% .9 of what God asked him to do, but God said he's disobeyed me because he scared, spared the king to have a trophy in his palace. So if you look at Abraham, who you spoke of, God just comes to him and he says, Abraham, you know the son you love so, so much? I want you to go offer him as a sacrifice. He doesn't give him a reason. He doesn't tell him, if you do this, I'll send my son. Abraham, the Bible says, early the next morning. You know how people say, well, you know, the Lord's been dealing with me about this for a few months, and they laugh about it. That's actually laughing about your lack of the fear of God. Hmm. So Abraham goes on this three-day journey. He brings Isaac up, ties him up. This is the most important person or thing he's about to put to death, just because God said to do it and didn't, didn't give him a reason. He lifts the knife, and the angel says, Abraham, stop. Now I know you fear God. Now, how does the angel know he fears God? Because he obeyed God instantly, because he obeyed God when it didn't make sense, because he obeyed God when it hurt, because he obeyed God when he didn't see a benefit, and because he obeyed God to completion. So he puts down the knife, he lifts up his, his eyes, and there's a ram caught in the thicket, and out of his heart comes this, Jehovah Jireh. God just revealed a facet of his personality to Abraham nobody had ever known before. Now, somebody may not understand what I'm saying here. If you look at my, if you look at the people that are listening to us, you and me, Steve, mm -hmm. they know us as voices, right? Some people know me as authors, but there is a lady and she is a lady. I've been married to her for 40 years. She knows me as John Bevere husband, G, G daddy. She knows me as John Bevere father, John Bevere athlete, John Bevere lover. Now, none of the people listening to us will ever know me as John Bevere lover. That is a facet of my personality that is reserved for the person who is closest to me on this earth. God just revealed a facet of his personality to Abraham nobody had ever known before because Abraham is my friend because he fears me. This is why the fear of the Lord is so attractive. I mean, in the book, they're going to get over 40 promises that God makes only to those who fear him. But I'm telling you, the best one is that intimate relationship. Love that. Been a great conversation this hour. If you've missed any of it, I want to encourage you a little bit later today, go to the Moody Radio app. You can listen to Don and Steve in the morning there. You can go to our website, mymoodyradio.org. A little bit later, we'll also put up the uh, YouTube on the YouTube channel the, uh, the video of this interview. Um, great challenge for us to have an awe of God, that proper fear, and how when we do, it will lead to life transformation. John's book, The Awe of God, The Astounding Way, A Healthy Fear of God Transforms Your Life. We're linking you to that through our Facebook page. I'd be happy to send you the, uh, the link via text as well. You're listening to Don and Steve in the Morning.